relationship. We, we pretty much blew up the relationship we had and built a new one. Yeah. <clears throat> Would you compare that to, like, I gave you ultimatums? No. Because you... You didn't give me an option. An ultimatum would be, you know, you said, hey, you do this, or, you know, we're done. You gave me no options. You just said, hey, I'm not happy. You're not happy. We're done. Yeah, she loves like a Pisces. She might be wifey. Welcome all to the New Dream Podcast. I'm Sarah Grady, and as Bryce Savage's song states, I'm a Pisces with no fake love here. My soul felt deeply called to create the New Dream movement of unconditional love and support for all. So here we are. Whether you're here for the stories, engaging authentic conversations, to discover new tools to create change in your life, or just the unconditional love and support that's felt, know that you are beyond welcomed. Take what fits for you, leave the rest, because life is yours to live and your heart will know the way. Let's get started creating our new dreams. Welcome back. Today, I'm here with my husband. (laughs) We're going to share a little bit of our journey because it's been messy to say the least and what we have been through and what we've overcame and the things that we've figured out about each other and held space for one another has been truly a blessing for us and if it's been so wonderful to us it could maybe help somebody else so hi hi <laughs> we I don't even know the the words to describe what we've been through. You got anything? Uh, a wild adventure. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. We started out exactly what society kind of, I don't know, expected of us. It was super passionate and crazy intense in the beginning. And then we we each had children previously, so we each had one, and then we quickly had two more. The second one, not on purpose. <laughs> and when you have kids, you just get into the routine of things, and you fall back to what you know. And that's exactly what we did. We fell back to what we were taught and what society says is right, And both of us were miserable. But we didn't talk to each other about it. I mean, we kind of did. But not to where the other one could even understand. Or, I don't know, even hear. I'm oblivious. (laughs) I was the stay-at-home mom. Because when my babies were little, I wanted to be home with them. And it was just easier when you have four kids, two of them under 
I mean, at that time it was two under two. Yeah, it was two under two, and then the bigs were like, what, ten and nine, or ten and ten and eight, somewhere in there. Something like that. It's a lot managing a family, and if you're not actively doing like self development work or having hard conversations, it's easy to step into this. I'm the one that goes to work and you're the one that stays home and this is just what life is until at least one of you is like I can't do this anymore and then that's what led to me trying to blow everything up <laughs> what is it that our friends call it the almost divorce yeah <laughs> I wanted to do things to be the best mom I could be and that led me on a self-development journey and I didn't hold space for him in that I kind of took that role upon myself of neither one of us are happy so the best thing we can do is walk away start over do redo <laughs> try again but you didn't like that idea no not one bit <laughs> wasn't willing to give up <laughs> I just didn't I didn't want him to change for me so like I was so worried about you I don't know doing it just to keep me or doing what didn't feel right for you just to keep me around and it felt so gross yeah but at that point in time my idea of a relationship was just what we had. That's what I knew. That's what I thought was right. And I was working a lot. Exhausted by the time I got home. I had nothing left to give. You know that. But I did not hear anything you said about what was wrong. Like things weren't working you tried to tell me but again I'm an oblivious man and I didn't I didn't hear you it finally clicked once you decided to quit how do you feel at that time uh destroyed okay yeah it's sad <laughs> It was. <laughs> it was. But we're past that now and we're better. <laughs> yeah, we just, you know. How did we get here? Where, where's here now? You know, we were both stressed, overwhelmed, and just getting by before. Like, how would you describe where we're at now? I mean, I don't really know how I would describe it. Almost like we're free. Like we were stuck in a rut. And there was no hope of getting out, kind of. But then we finally got free. And now we're just living our best. Our best life. Our best life. Our best life. <laughs> I think I could agree with that. <laughs> That's, that's the best thing I got for you. 
It's the best analogy. All right, here's an important question. Is it all sunshine and rainbows every day? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That, that doesn't work. That's not possible. <laughs> not in a relationship. Yep. It is always work. There are always bad days. Like, not terrible days, but, you know, there's always little things. I mean, that's just part of being in a relationship. Yeah, but we didn't know that. Yeah, well. <laughs> we had to figure that out. You know, you can't just be born knowing everything. You gotta <laughs> learn along the way. Yeah. But how we learn is by watching the people around us. Unless you, like, purposely go out and seek better ways. Yeah. And ways that fit for what you're trying to do with your life. And that's important. Yeah. And like holding space for other people to bring what it is they have to the table. And I think that's what we have, like, I don't want to say mastered, but like we're really good at that. You know, like, I don't want you to do something just because I want you to do it. Like, I hold space for who you are as a human being, and even if drives me crazy <laughs> I, I remove myself or let it go because I don't want to control you like you riding a motorcycle and climbing trees for a living and it's scary and every day I know that it's a possibility that you're not going to come home yeah. but it's your truth and you deserve to live that and not change it just because it'll make me feel better I've like, had some scary realizations on both of those fronts <laughs> shit. the amount of almost <laughs> the amount and I think that's where we get stuck a lot like as a, people as a society you know we, we get caught up in the I don't want to lose you like that unhealthy attachment of if something happens to you, I'm going to be wrecked. Mm -hmm. Like that is the most unhealthiest thing that I think we had between each other was you had to do things in a certain way to make me feel better. And you were responsible for my happiness. And I, you did the same for me. I had to act in a way to make you feel safe. And it's so unhealthy and like finding that line is hard too because at the same time like you want to hold space for one another and have compromises and you know be able to find what works for both of us but at the end of the day if we're letting go of something that's crucial to us then it's not okay like me going places I don't know <laughs> At that time, you liked me home. I did. I was safe at home. <laughs> yep. The protector mentality. Mm-hmm. But that's not me. Well. It's been a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Just a little bit. And that's one of the important things that we, in those moments, we hold space and have the conversation. Like, <laughs> we have a Chicago trip coming up. 
<laughs> I'm super excited about it. I've never been to Chicago, and I have an opportunity to go to a concert, and it's going to be awesome and amazing, and I'm really looking forward to it, and it, it feels energizing for me. Like, I'm, I truly cannot express how excited I am for this weekend to come. He, on the other hand, is not. And we had to have a long, hard, I don't know, eye-opening conversation. And I heard his side. I heard how he felt. And I held space for those feelings. And the feelings are valid. But you still get to go and live your life the way that you need to do for you. Mm-hmm. And that's where we've ended up. He just gets to go with. <laughs> hey. And he's going to have fun. <laughs> I mean. Ish. <laughs> the concert. I like the music, so. Yep. Just city life. Yeah, I don't like cities. It'll be a good time. We'll probably do another episode after that. <laughs> oh, boy. Have a conversation. Oh, boy. So... When we were going through this, I got told several times from, like, different men in my life that I gave you an ultimatum, basically. You know, like, they compared what we went through and, like, me saying I was just done, I was washing my hands of it all because I I knew that we were both unhappy. And even when I we had the conversation, it was never you this or you that like and I wasn't even angry like we sat there and just talked and it was I remember specifically asking you like can you honestly tell me that you're happy right now and you could not tell me that you were like because we both weren't but then afterwards you know when we started going through like the healing and the work of trying to rebuild or build a relationship we were, we pretty much blew up the relationship we had and built a new one yeah. <clears throat> would you compare that to like I gave you ultimatums no because you you didn't give me an option an ultimatum would be you know you said hey you do this or you know we're done you gave me no options you just said hey I'm not happy you're not happy we're done and that's when you know all the things that I had been slacking on finally clicked because you were you pointed them out and I actually heard you for the first time so I took it upon myself to do whatever I could to try and make you happy but can you make me happy no but to try <laughs> and save the relationship things that i should have been doing anyways but again i you know like i what? huh like what like helping around the house helping with the kids you know random little things just doing things without being asked you know but again i grew up where the man works and the woman takes care of the household 
but nobody can do everything on their own and taking care of a household is a 24-7 job never ending so you know i may have i may have been working 10 hour days but when i came home i was done you weren't present yeah i sat down got on my phone or whatever and that was it I think a big part of it is neither one of us took downtime either. Yeah. Like, and that was just as important, like, for both of us. Not just me, not just you. Like, both of us needed that downtime. And we didn't schedule it. Like, we just kept going day after day after day. Yeah. And, like, yeah, being a parent, taking care of a house is a 24-7 job. But, I mean, your job's hard, too like physically mentally and then you come home and there's four kids that <laughs> are intense some days they're nuts <laughs> they get it from you no they <laughs> get it from both of us <laughs> but they're so i don't know there's so much light in them and we've learned so much through them like being able to help them through the things that we went through as kids but weren't met with the same like compassion of them getting to be little humans and that's the like the piece that I think I struggled with so much because I didn't have patience with them because I was so busy doing everything else and that's why it was important that I needed you I needed a partner I needed someone that was present someone I could be like oh my gosh our kids today (laughs) (laughs) but then also holding space that if you couldn't in that moment like you would let me know and not just sit there and be resentful because I was throwing too much on you or vice versa yeah I don't know It's, it's been a journey so good though how where we're at now so like you you compare it to freedom and I think that's the like the only word to describe it like the mental freedom and living life and non-attachment is like a whole new ball game mm-hmm. and it we're not taught that Like, we're not taught to live in that way. We're taught, like, you're my kids, so you do as I say, and, like, you take that into adulthood, and then you, it's, like, the same with partnerships. You know, this makes me feel bad, so stop doing it. But it is so unhealthy. (laughs) Yeah. Like, straight up. And nobody talks about it, and at least not around us and unless you're consciously looking for it it's not talked about and I think us going through that and developing like these better ways of being in our partnership has also like moved into how we parent because like our kids get treated like humans we don't hold them to this high standard and when they're having emotional outbursts and not being able to regulate their emotions we hold space for that 
We don't expect them to just stop or judge them because why are you behaving this way? You know better because, my goodness, like, we can't. And why do we expect them to do it when we can't even do it? Like yesterday, I... No, yesterday I struggled. Like, hardcore. Yeah. And I'm usually pretty good about honoring, like, the feelings that I have. And if something rises in me, I can come from a place of, like, unconditional love and compassion. And I try to think about what other people are going through that are causing them to behave in a certain way. Yesterday... Or my poor oldest saw me not at my best you know someone cut me off and normally I'm chill I wasn't chill I had some choice words <laughs> and responded from a place of intense road rage that I don't normally carry no it's usually me I know <laughs> And I still don't fully understand it other than I know I was holding too much and I wasn't taking the space to release the way that I needed to. But then being able to like have that conversation with our kid and be like, see, I'm not perfect. I, I don't always have control over my, my emotions and how I respond, but they're still my responsibility. And I think that's, like, one of the biggest lessons we've learned in our family is our feelings are always valid. They're also always our responsibility. Mm -hmm. And if I'm feeling a certain way or something that, like, happened in, in the home or with him and I, uh, it's my responsibility to say, hey, I want to talk about this, but not when I'm like flipping angry <laughs> yep because we won't get anywhere if we're angry yep I feel like I'm pretty good with that with you too holding space even though I want to talk about it now yeah I cannot talk when I'm angry but that was one of our issues before too was I didn't talk emotions or anything yeah. and you know people we always told people we didn't we never fight we never fight because we never did but that's because we were just holding on to everything mm -hmm. we still don't fight no now we just have constructive conversations deep ones yes <laughs> emotional ones yes i have gotten a lot better at uh emotional conversations mm -hmm. what do you think's helped the most with that I mean I don't know I just feel safe I trust you I know that you're the type of person that no matter what I say there's no judgment okay glad you feel that for me <laughs> mm -hmm. okay I didn't feel that way with you for a while. Yeah. Mm. But it wasn't you. It was something I brought into our relationship. Like, I took it upon myself 
that I couldn't say anything that might hurt your feelings because then that wasn't showing love. Like, <laughs> like I could not tell you something. And not even, maybe it wasn't even just because I didn't want to hurt you. I think deep down it was, I was afraid of the outcome. Like, would you yell at me? Would you scream at me? Would I be safe? Have I ever yelled at you? No. But <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Like, don't make it sound like I'm a terrible... No. That's... I'm. Yeah, I didn't mean it that way. Yeah. <laughs> but in past relationships, like, that was my reality. Right. Like, if I shared something that upset someone else, like, I didn't know if I was going to be safe verbally and... And some relationships, like, borderline physically, I mean, once it hit that point for me, I would walk, but that's not always the case. Yeah. And I just, I didn't know if I could trust you, but I thought that I was trusting you, and that's, like, the weird, like, reality in my head is, like, I did trust you, but I couldn't, like, move past that block of, if I say something or tell you that something hurt me, like either I was going to upset you and I might not be safe or I might lose you or I, I'd hurt your feelings and God forbid I hurt your feelings. Like, <laughs> not my feelings. <laughs> legit. Like, and that's the reality of like a codependent people pleaser. Like when you develop those traits as a young kid and into your adulthood you really do feel like everyone's feelings and their actions are your responsibility and my goodness that means you're living everyone's life for them and it's exhausting mm -hmm. and I think that's why I had to walk like how I thought that I needed to walk because you were unhappy I was unhappy like we had already created this I don't know unhealthy relationship I guess I just never even fathomed that we could actually do the work and rebuild but I don't think that's always the case and I'm pretty pretty glad that you you wanted to rebuild with me I worked <laughs> we both worked <laughs> <laughs> but yes held space for each other Make sure the other one knew they were safe. You like to call me out when I'm not letting you know things. And you can feel it. Yup. And go, hey, you know how I'm supposed to talk? Yeah, so are you. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I yeah. gotta process, though, first. And, you know, you <clears throat> not, like, nonchalantly mentioning something, hoping that I'll just catch on. Why aren't like, you a mind reader like I am? It, no. Again. <laughs> I do not pick up on the subtle hints. A lot of men do not. <laughs> Be blunt. But you should just get it. No. Absolutely no. That causes <laughs> so many issues. Be blunt and to the point. If they still don't listen, then whatever. Get angry. <laughs> yeah. But be blunt. I feel like if they're still not listening at that point, they're just not, like, there's, they don't care at that point. Yeah, pretty much. But when you're beating around the bush and just throwing out subtle hints, like, we don't pick up on that. 
It just doesn't work that way. No? <laughs> Maybe some, but... Yeah, that's a downfall. Not expecting yourself out of other people. Mm-hmm. And I, that's, I think, what I was looking for, was someone to be like me. And because I've spent my entire life having to know everyone else's, like, feelings and know what to need to do in those situations, like, to keep myself safe, I expected the same out of you. And if I didn't get it, I wasn't happy. But that doesn't hold space for who you are. And you're not a mind reader. I can never expect you to be as organized as me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, you cannot. I am a mess, honey. I <laughs> definitely had to get over that one. Hold space for the messy Sarah. <laughs> I live, dang it. <laughs> I, I, Look, I'm neat listen, and tidy. Let's... Our house isn't a disaster. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, I'm just, like... Clutter. Yeah. But more or less, like, you're just not... You're not as particular and organized as I am. I, like, everything has its place and it needs to be in that place. Yeah, you're never getting that from me. I know. <laughs> like, everything has a place. It goes here, it goes here. It doesn't go here. Yeah, but... And I I hold space for that for you. And I understand, like, that is what keeps you feeling calm and safe. <coughs> Excuse me. But for me, that was just another, like, emotional thing that I couldn't do. Like, you can only do so much and have, like, the energy level to be able to handle so much. And if I'm, like, over here momming and holding space for four different children and all their different things and then still having to handle all this other stuff over here and then me, I can't, like, other stuff's going to fall through the cracks. Mm -hmm. I've done it, too, with, when it comes to dealing <coughs> with the kids and handling their stuff. I've left stuff out, you know, forgot things. Mm, kind of gives you a whole new appreciation. Yeah, me, I've huh? I've done it. I mean, I get I go back to it, and I do end up getting it. Especially since I'm not gonna let you call me out on that. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely happened. Yeah. I think in those moments, like remembering to give grace for yourself. Like, in that, I'm really good at that. You are still working on it, I think. Maybe. That, that love for the fact that you can't be perfect. Who said? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Life is messy. But, I mean, if we were to go back, like, and we could have a do-over... Would you change any of it? No. Like, knowing what we know now. Yeah, no, I wouldn't change anything. I mean, I could have just... We could have just not fallen into that 
our roles from the get-go, but, you know. (laughs) No, I mean, we've been through a lot, and we are way better off because of it. There's no need to change anything. We eventually got to where we were supposed to be. I don't think we would have ended up here if we hadn't gone through what we went through. No. And I, I have to agree. Like, where we're at now, I'm just so happy. Like, I'm so grateful for the life that we live. And obviously, like, we want more. <clears throat> always. <laughs> Not always. <laughs> There's, I don't know. Like, we're not in a house that we're completely in love with. Like, we're working towards things. Right. But, like, if someone was to ask me today, like, I am happy. Even when our kids are screaming and going crazy and stressing me out. I learned so much about myself in those moments and I wouldn't have it any other way and where we're at I mean what was it just yesterday we were sitting in the kitchen having a conversation you're like where is the recorder like why aren't we recording yes we're gonna put security cameras (laughs) all throughout our house that are gonna record 24 7 so then I can just be like hey save that footage And we do that just because. Yeah. Like, we do that for ourselves and for each other. and But we know that as much as it's helped us, we know it could help other people. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. You know, having conversations and showing them to other people, even if they're messy, and know that they're going to be judged. But Judge you, McJudgerson. I mean, we were those people at one time, too. <laughs> Maybe <clears throat> that's something I had to come to, like, terms with. I always, like, said that I'd, I've never been someone that judged. But I have. Just not in, like, the typical sense of what people, like, think when you mean judging. For me, it's more like I judge when someone's not being kind. Like that's something I've had to heal and remember and realize that if someone's not being kind more often than not it's because they're hurting yep. and I learned that through our kids because <laughs> like, when they are hurting they are not kind like they have they have no space for love they have no space for anything because they're just trying to fight because I don't feel safe I don't feel happy so I'm going to attack and the understanding and the compassion comes from it like comes with it and so the judgment doesn't bother me as much anymore like I think that's why maybe you felt differently with me as I started growing and seeing things from a different perspective and I started coming from that place with you like I don't know you probably didn't feel safe with me in the beginning. No. We had to build that. you have any last thoughts? Anything we didn't touch on? Any advice? 
advice is be blunt. I mean, that's the main advice. That's the main advice I'm given. Be blunt. Do not expect them to know what you want. And, you know, communication. Communication is key. People hear it all the time, but I don't think they actually, like, fully grasp the concept. It's more because it's communication and comprehension. Because, like, that was our issue. Like, I was communicating, but I wasn't communicating in a way that you could understand me. Yeah. And that's still not communicating. Because if I want you to understand me, I'm going to have to try to make it to where you can understand it. However, if you're not open to understanding either, that causes a whole other separate issue. (laughs) So... It's just work, and sometimes I don't know, my my solution was blow it up, blow it up, blow it up. And my solution In was, <laughs> oh no, you don't. <laughs> I think the advice I'd have: hold space, come from a place of compassion, and most importantly work on that attachment like look up what attachment is and have it a healthy outlook on it now i have a question for you when you say hold space can you elaborate because i i don't think that everybody understands that term not everybody uses that term For me, when I'm holding space, I am keeping my emotions in check. It's, I'm open to hearing whatever you have to say, whether I like it or not. And I just listen. I'm not always good at that, because I like to talk. I usually will ask questions, like trying to understand deeper, but that is a big part of it too, is like if I don't understand it or if it feels wrong in my head, I'm going to ask a question and I'm coming from a place of curiosity so I can understand where you're coming from. Because just because I took it one way doesn't mean that that's how you meant it. Right. So like, maybe that's the bigger (laughs) advice there is hold curiosity for each other. Like, don't automatically assume that you're saying something and attacking. Yeah. Because more often than not, I don't think that's what people mean. Especially when it's somebody like me. I, I use sarcasm. Oh my gosh. A all lot. The time. <laughs> like, I rolled. So much so <laughs> that it's hard to tell when I'm actually being serious at times. So. 100%. It can get confusing. It's easy to read into things that I was literally just making a joke about. I have done that too. <laughs> like, are we joking right now or are we being serious? Because <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. Coming from a place of love. Curiosity. I love love. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my mantra as a kid. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. 
going into adulthood and saying it, people look at me like I'm nuts, but I do. I just, I love love. But now it's, I love unconditional love. No conditions. My mantra as a kid, go fast. Legit. You've done that in all areas of your life. <laughs> yes. It's okay sometimes, but now I'm learning you gotta slow down. Mm -hmm. Like, definitely gotta slow down. It's hard to enjoy life when you're just rushing through it. Yeah. You miss things when you are rushing through. Yeah. Kids will help you see that lesson. Yeah. It moves fast enough as it is with them. Yeah, they fly. Wanting to do their own hair. I know. And dressing themselves and oh, <laughs> do I look cute? Oh no. Like the the attachment to the children, like your your baby girls. We're still working on that one. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that they get to have their own personality. That's... They get to date if they want to. And that is actually healthy for them. Dating. <laughs> I mean, they can do their hair and dress and whatnot, but dating? Yeah. Mm. They're going to grow up sometime. And how that makes you feel is not their responsibility. I know. I know. <laughs> but my feelings are still valid. 100%. Just don't <laughs> hold them to it. It's like me with Jonathan, and you remind me all the time. Yeah, because you treat him like he's a little mama's boy. I did. <laughs> I did. I did it with all of our kids in all actuality. Right. I just wanted to be the best that I could be for them. But. It's hard to let them go. Being the oldest. I know. Driving has been hard. <laughs> it's been really hard. But I already have my own fears about driving anyways. You haven't even rode with him. I can't. <laughs> you literally haven't rode with him at all. I have two. Have you? Yeah. When? We went around the block. <laughs> <laughs> I took him to a parking lot and let him drive around the parking lot. Oh. But I, I just that know. That was before he got his license. It, I have not rode with him since he got his oh license. My. I can't. And you want to know why? Because if I get in that car with him I'm gonna have nothing but anxiety and my fear is going to be all over my face and he's gonna feel it mm -hmm. and he does not deserve to feel that while he's driving he doesn't deserve my own drama he doesn't deserve my fears my insecurities and my own anxieties so if there are other people that can give him that and be able, like, he had other people that could teach him to drive. And I held space for that. And we had those conversations of, it's not you, kid, it's me. Because it's not his fault, it's mine. Yeah, I don't know how I stayed so calm during his driver's training. Especially because I don't like not being in control. I was very grateful. In many aspects, but <laughs> him driving, I'm just like, eh, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, I don't. 
But I don't even like riding with you most of the time either. I was even that parent, like, all right, get on it. Let's go. <laughs> he wouldn't. I know. You know, goody two-shoes, <laughs> I tell you. But the laws. <laughs> Thank God. Kid. He gets the best of both of us. He gets stuff from you. And then he gets some stuff from me. And then he has so much beauty. That's just him. That's the same with all of our kids, I think. This kind of went all over the place, but this is our relationship. Yeah, what were we talking about again? I know. <laughs> <laughs> we're just having a conversation. Oh, okay. <laughs> Conversations. This, this is what we do in a day <laughs> when it's just him and I. Doesn't happen very often. No. Okay, I shouldn't even say just you and I because I like yesterday the kids were around, but we had a pretty deep and insightful conversation that just came out of nowhere. Yeah. But this is what we do, and this is not what we did before. No. Like, not even a little bit. Hi, honey. How was your day? Oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How was your day? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was so much anger back then. <laughs> so much unhappiness. I all mean, around. there still is some anger when I'm coming home from work, but that has nothing to do with <laughs> us. <laughs> right. That's just work. Well, that's probably a good lesson, too. Like, just because you had a shit day at work doesn't mean that your home has to be shit, too. Yeah. Don't bring it home with you. Yeah. Do what you gotta do to release it before coming home. Or, you and I tend to have conversations about it. Yeah. But I also know not to absorb it. <laughs> yeah, except for we have conversations about it, and then you get even more heated than I am half the time. Depends on what it is. <laughs> I just, there's certain things. Like, oh, okay, I'm not, not bad for being mad about this. No. It, that's, oh, some, this, this is for another episode. That's a whole nother topic right there. Because it, it's hard going through, like, the healing and the growth and all these things that we do. And then, obviously, like, we have to hold space for other people. And they may not be doing the same thing. And that's okay. Like, not everyone's going to be in the same place, and they shouldn't be. Like, it's their journey and their things, but when you have people coming from a place of greed or people coming from a place of conditions and you need to act a certain way in order for me to be happy or for me to accept you, that's difficult for me. And for myself, I, I can sit there and just be like, yeah, I'm just, no. Like, it, it doesn't get me emotional or angry, generally. It's more just like, oh, I see where we're at. And I just don't step into those situations because that's not where my vibe is. But when it comes to the people I love and care about and you're telling me these things, of course I get heated because I see injustice in it or... I don't know. I'm trying to get you to see like you deserve better because you deserve the world too. 
And if you don't see that, then I just need to remind you. <laughs> and then I get heated and I get argumentative and mouthy because see the beauty that I see, damn it. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> I get feisty. Because you're a good human being. And you deserve love and space for more than just me. I know. How dare I say such a thing? <laughs> yeah. You're getting, getting too deep in the feels. <laughs> That's what I do. Alright. I think this was a good conversation. Yeah. Until next time. Have a beautiful day, my friends. Got those pretty eyes that are wanting